We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring No Other Pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along with my good buddy, Dan. Dan, we are uh, still looking for that first victory pod of the year, but uh, how you doing? It's all good, man. Don't even worry about it. We're gonna, we're not going to fret. We're not going to fret. We're going to be time. <laughs> uh, Must not I'm be good. on uh, Cauldron Facebook or Reddit. No, why would you ever be on there? That's a good question. Do people go on there? Well, some people do. Oh boy, that is just <laughs> easy. Why do you care about your happiness at all? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> people that are on there don't. So, what's important to you in this life? Happiness and probably money. Not none of that extra stuff. Yeah, not not get not being too online. Although sometimes I am. So, <laughs> yeah, but you're not going down rabbit holes, getting mad and having like rants with people. You know, stuff like yeah. that. Maybe you do sometimes. I, well, I I did for a while. I would get. I I've got. I'm pretty good about not getting in arguments with people. Well, does point. Pr- that's called growth. Yeah, I love it. I haven't started an argument with an opposing fan base from the podcast account in a long time. Yeah, you're right. That does feel weird. We should get on that. Yeah. Well, St. Louis is pushing my button sometimes. So. Nah, you can't fight with the supporters' shield leaders, man. Oh my god. <laughs> what are you gonna do? That you tell tell it like it is. That's who they are. They are. They are. Yeah. They somehow keep getting gifted goals over and over again. But hey. yeah, it's a supporter shield uh, leader, <laughs> my friend. I just throwing middle fingers up nonchalantly. So yeah, there you go. Uh, well, we got a we got a game to talk about. Uh, we played the LA Galaxy. It was a scoreless draw, so that might seem like there was not any level of excitement in the game, but it actually was a pretty interesting game. I think there's some key takeaways to learn from this game and some, not to sound like a broken record, but there are some positives that are yet to be had from you know this game, even if we are still looking for our first goal of the year. But uh, but yeah, we we did get a new review. I know oh. you weren't here last time we got a new review. Uh, you know, Kevin was here and, and he got to witness the reading of the review, but I know it's uh it's a thing you like to do. So you want to read for the people what 
What was that about us? Thing I like to do, yes. Uh, quit replacing you with Kevin. That'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just one time. You know, uh, it still stings. Yeah, no, you got to do what you got to do. I appreciate Kevin filling in. Uh, hey, Nate Borland yeah. left us a, a review. This sounds like someone we know. Uh, the, for some reason, the, the name sounds very familiar. It does. Um, I'm going to do a little research here in a bit and figure out why. Maybe we're best friends and we don't know it. Uh, Nate says, great listen, five stars. These guys provide honest commentary and opinions on the latest happening around KC soccer. No Other Pod is my go-to listen during the week. Really enjoy their views on all things SKC and beyond. Well, Nate, we enjoy you, Thanks. my friend. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. That's big time. The uh, If you've, had to leave, if you've had to let, yet to leave a review, you know, what are you waiting on? What are you doing? Leave that five-star rating review. We appreciate it. We'll read it here on air. And uh, shout-out to Tristan Jordan, one of our listeners. He's been around for a while. He saw me as I was walking into the stadium, and he was like, hey, are you Jimmy? And I was like, I am. And he was like, Tristan Jordan. I was like, I know you from Twitter. So appreciate that. Appreciate him coming up, saying hi. That's and, uh, the world these days, bro. I yeah. know you from online. Like, I, I know you from Call of Duty. Like, it's we make friends this way. We've talked about this on this pod before. Yeah. You and I followed each other on Twitter before we actually knew each other. I know. Well, mine was like, man, this, this redheaded guy is a really big head. I should probably follow him. Probably. And uh, no... <laughs> He said, oh boy. <laughs> that is well, not... <laughs> it's, uh, but it is interesting because I remember, I know I said this before, but I remember the first time we actually talked, you were the one who was brave enough to be like, hey, I think we follow each other on Twitter. And I was like, yeah, we do. Because I'm never that guy. I'm always too shy. I'm not going to that guy. I'm always that guy who's like awkward. And it's like, yeah, we know, we know who each other are. We, we, we might've said something back and forth online, but oh, in person, no, we don't do that. Something I changed, bro. Something I'm not happened. that guy anymore. I would never do that anymore. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm talking to you, man. I, I I sit there and I'm so in my own thoughts about stuff, you know, Sagittarius, overthinking shit. I mean, that's what we do. Okay. Uh, just, but that's great. That's weird. That's weird that I was like, let me go make a friend because now I'm like, no, got enough <laughs> friends. No more friends. No more friends. I have too many. <laughs> uh, no, it was good. And look where we are now. We are now big time, dude. Big KCSN brand, big uh, you know, KC soccer scope. I mean, I've been I've been talking to some people, dude, and uh, I, I plug our stuff wherever I go. And you know, if someone's like their kid plays soccer or something, you know, they're like, well, "What do you do outside of work or whatever? What, what's your hobbies?" Obviously, I got theater stuff going on. And I I mentioned the two podcasts I do. Yeah, and they're like, "I'll give it a listen." I'm like, "Yeah, not with your kids. You know, you don't need to. How old are not your kids? With your kids." High school, maybe that's fine. I did have a cool interaction. So I'm. Many of you probably know who who dis what Discord is. Um, it's a, a place where you can get in different topical chats about, and there's different channels or whatnot. If you Slack for work, it's kind of like Slack, but Discord is a a place where I'm in a number of different servers about different interests and whatnot. And uh, I did have somebody who uh, messaged me and was like, "Hey, what's your podcast? Got a you know a lot of driving time." you know, coming up in the next month and, and would love to to give it a listen. So I told him about it and then uh, got a message about, you know, a month or so ago. And it was like, hey, listen to some episodes. Really like it. Uh, haven't followed MLS in a while, but, I, you know, think I'm going to become uh, an SKC fan and switch my allegiance from the LA Galaxy. So now we got, converted, a new and we got a new fan. We just converted an LA person? 
Apparently. Oh, snap. That's high point. That's better than a five-star review. Sorry, Nate Boylan. Yeah. No, they said they were a Galaxy fan dating back to the days of Kobe Jones. Oh, wow. So. How neat is that? Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty fun. So, speaking of the Galaxy, we took them on, and it was a uh, it was a game. It was a bloodbath. <laughs> I mean, honestly, man, it started, I know, I don't think you were able to watch live because you were being a famous actor. I saw bits and pieces of the second half, and I got to, and then of course I watched the uh, the highlight package has been pretty legit. About six and a half minutes they've been mm-hmm. uh, doing these highlight packages, but it's a uh, buddy to take away from this. I think I gotta, I think I gotta echo Peter Vermees when I say, "Do you only listen to me when I answer your questions?" <laughs> no. <laughs> No, poor Daniel Sperry. <laughs> Daniel Sperry. Daniel Sperry, I love you. But Peter was not happy, and they absolutely left that in when they posted the video of the press conference online. It was, uh, yeah. What I mean, though, I, I, I echo Peter Vermees when he said, uh, I'm excited about our team, because I truly am, too. You were texting me saying, like, there's been really good moments. Yes, it's scoreless, but we look like it really shouldn't be scoreless. Now, that sucks, right? That mm-hmm. sucks, because... Tell me if you heard that before, 2022. Like, that's how it started, right? But we got, you got Johnny chomping at the bit, dude, just ready to come in and get <laughs> just ready to go. And yeah. you got Alan Polito probably doing something. I don't know where he's at. He's, he's I mean, I honestly thought he was going to make an appearance in this last game. I was a little surprised he wasn't available for selection. Yeah. But uh, I give it a week, two at most, and I'm going to, I would bet money that Alan Polito is going to see some game action. I, I bet so, man. And these are reinforcements. You got that center back coming in as well, that Colombian center back. And uh, Danny Rosero. Danny Rosero. I about said Danny Flores. That's another person. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel I feel so excited, especially because of these opportunities, dude. We're talking like Roger was putting stuff on frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Tommy was just being Eric Tommy. Yeah. Uh, who is this man? Eric Tommy is hungry. He's leading the league in key passes, which is he? I mean, KC is also leading the league in key passes, by the way. So everybody just... Passes don't get you three points, though. And I know don't. we're all like, where's our three points? We need three points. And it's, uh, it's a lot, man. We, we want the wins. You're right. They, they don't get you three points. And, you know, the starting lineup was essentially uh, the same couple of minor adjustments. We had uh, Kyrie Shelton back at the right wing um, instead of Marino Janis. And... We had Tim Leibold at left back, who was starting for the first time in place of Ben Sweat. And I don't know how much you got to see actually of Tim Leibold, but I was very impressed. I think people came in with high expectations about Tim Leibold uh, trying to figure out, is this going to be really our first consistent left back starter that we've had really since Seth Sinovic left the team a few years ago? And Tim Leibold has been praised by Peter Vermees. He came over from Germany. Uh, He's somebody that I think they had pretty high expectations for, and it's just been a matter of can he be game fit? Are they able to get him to a place where he can be close to 90 minutes fit? And uh, he's looking, you know, I I think he played 60-ish minutes. No, he played a full 77 minutes before he was subbed out for Ben Sweat. He looked very tired, but Leibold not only looks good defensively, which we know is sometimes Ben Sweat's liability, but he was willing to get up in the attack. And as Peter Vermees said, 
not just get up in the attack in that he's just running up. He's actually moving into good spots on the field, finding space, and actually adding something, a new element to the attack on that left side. That's amazing. I, uh, I'm not sure if you saw me just now. My mic, <laughs> my freaking mic stand was like about to fall off yeah. of the desk and like crumble on me. So I was like, that was a filibuster. I need to tighten some shit here. It was, <laughs> it was not going to be okay. I, I like Leibold, and I'm happy to talk about Leibold. I didn't intend to go on that long about him, but he 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 was. If you look strong, if you go back and you watch a replay of the game, watch Leibold, especially because this is his third game, his third appearance with this team. He's still learning. But I asked Daniel Shallowy about it after, and he's like, "I'm really excited to continue to build that chemistry because he looks like somebody who we might be able to have a, a real attacking threat coming up that left side." So between him and Zusi. A couple of attacking fullbacks that you can get excited about. It's a lot, man. I, I, Tim Leibold looks like he slots right in there. Uh, looks pretty exciting. Was not afraid to push that ball forward. Not at all. Uh, there's Robbie Volder at times, by the way. This dude's running forward with the ball like he's a central attacking midfielder. Dude needs to relax and realize that he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like, I mean, okay, one goal through three games. The, the first goal came from a Ben Sweat error. 10 minutes into the first game. So that's, you know, what, 260 minutes now of scoreless shutout soccer that this defense and John Polskamp have put up. We know that Peter Vermees is not one to just tinker with things just for the heck of it. Uh, I think we all thought maybe Danny Rosero was going to come in and take Robert Volader's spot as the starting center back. Once he gets here, he's still awaiting his P1 visa, but if Volader continues to play pretty well, I think he's getting a little bit better every game. He's still good for one pretty major mental gaffe every game. But I I could see Volader continuing to lock down that center back position until something changes and the defense isn't performing as well as they are. Yeah, I mean, that's what Peter likes to do, right? If things are fine. But it's like, as long as you're not giving up goals. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the game. Defense is doing their job. Yeah. So uh, but we're all, we're also not not scoring goals in the last three games. So um, Portland is one you can throw away and be like, okay, we let one in. That was such a mistake. You take that away, and there's three shutouts in a row, and that's pretty freaking impressive. It is defensively. It's very impressive. John Polskamp continues to to impress. I'm. I mean, th- there's no question about it anymore. John Polskamp is the number one goalkeeper for Sporting Kansas City, and it's yeah, weird right. because Tamilia, I think, is still has the ability to be a solid keeper. There's no way John Polskamp's giving up this job right now. It's it. No, that's just what it is, man. And it's uh, we hate change. You hate to see like someone you like. Uh, be sidelined or whatever for someone else, but it's mm-hmm. like you know what? I think it's it's time to embrace this young man who's busting his butt out there. Yeah, and this is going to be a little bit of a different thing for Sporting KC or even the Kansas City Wizards uh, in terms of goalkeeper. Because if you think of some of the keepers we've had, whether it be Tony Miola, uh, Jimmy Nielsen, Tim Milia, those are sort of the three big keepers in the, in the history of, of, of Sporting KC. They didn't necessarily come in being a young guy starting out their career. They were either already established or they were later in their career in the case of Melia where uh, he started to hit it big in Sporting KC, but there was never really a threat of Tim Melia sort of attracting overseas attention. John Polskamp's 22. Young goalkeepers can garner pretty big transfer fees nowadays. If Polskamp puts together a year 
in any sort of semblance of the way he's played over the last 10 games of last year and the first three games of this year, and then continue, continues that into next year, we might be in an interesting position where Sporting Kansas City has a center back that that is a, a you know, eight-figure sale overseas somewhere in Europe. Could even be looking at a national team thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. But uh, the defense is playing very well. Uh, Remy Voltaire continues to play very well. Uh, he played a uh, defensive midfielder. We did finally see Nemanja Radoya check into the game a little bit. It was interesting. I think we all assumed Nemanja Radoya would slide back into that defensive midfielder role when he checked in. He did not. He played in that number eight position. Remy Voltaire stayed in the number six. Uh, but as you know, Remy told us, surprised me, I don't know if it surprised you at media day, he prefers playing the six. So it'll be interesting. Maybe we see uh, how that goes, but um, excited to see some of the new faces that are starting to check in for Sporting KC. So uh, I do want to talk about the attack a little bit more because even though there are no goals scored yet, I think there are some things to look forward to. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to throw to a break real quick and uh, we'll be right back to talk about the attack. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, my friend, let's talk about the Sporting Kansas City attack because that is what everybody, that is what all the discourse is about online. And uh, it's, I don't think it's all doom and gloom the way people think it is. And we've, we've mentioned this a couple times now, but I keep seeing the talking point of, this is the exact same problems we had last year. This is just the same team with no solutions as we had last year. Injuries just like we had last year. This is different, right? I know we've talked about this, but and we played that soundbite from Peter, but don't you think this is not the same situation, even with no goals scored so far, that we were in last year in terms of attacking players and injuries? It certainly feels different. Um, I mean, I can see where the frustration is coming from. Sure. Uh, these are different players. Everyone's like, where's Willie Agata? Is he, is he the same person? And it's like, yeah, he's the same person. I mean, do you see how open he gets on corner kicks? He gets in great positioning. How? How are they not guarding him? Yet he yeah. gets every time and gets ahead on the ball. Not every striker does that. The best strikers do that. Yeah. And 
if Willie Agata was finishing this shit, holy moly. Yeah. Danger, dude. Like, he'd be dangerous. But then Eric Tommy going wild. It just, everything feels different. Mm-hmm. And for God's sakes, man, it is March. It is the middle of March. Three games. Three games. So what? We got two points, two draws, and a loss against Portland. And everyone wants to talk about rankings. Well, we lost, you know, we tied a number 12 team and a number 13 team and lost to a number eight or whatever. And it's like, what do these what do these rankings mean? That if you're saying that, that means you are agreeing that St. Louis is the absolute best team in the league right now. Mm-hmm. If you're putting stock in rankings after three games, then you are saying St. Louis is the best team. Mm-hmm. Get the hell out of here. You can't say that. Yeah. It's 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 wild. And and as I mentioned, um there are things to be excited about. Eric Tommy leads the league in key passes with 11 key passes. The next best player has nine. Kansas City in general leads the league in key passes at 48. The next best team is Atlanta, 36. We have 12 more key passes, a full 33% more key passes than the second place team. People are going to look at you and be like, okay, so we're good at passing. What does that do? How does that get us goals and points? I mean, it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't, but key passes it's not like people make the talking point of well it's just all all we do we we just have possession between the center backs it doesn't matter if you have a 90 percent passing percentage if it's just the center backs going back and forth no a key passes this is from stats perform a key pass is the final pass or the pass leading to the shot uh or or the pat yeah the pass that leads to the shot that the recipient um who attempted uh the attempt on goal ended up taking so it's essentially the pass leading to the goal. It can be an assist if they convert it into an actual goal, or it's a pass that could potentially lead to a goal. Sporting, what that tells me, despite what people may think, is if you look at what the advanced stats are saying, Sporting Kansas City are actually putting the ball in good positions. It's the end product that we're still looking for. Johnny Russell coming back will help with that. Alan Polito coming back will help with that. Willie Agata was significantly better this last game. If you look at how connected he was in the game, he was a little bit farther back. He had a pretty strong connection, especially between him and Daniel and him and Tommy. A lot more involved in this game. So there's things I'm excited about. I mean, you got you got to go now. Now you got to go play your third away game in four games. Mm -hmm. You got to go down to Dallas, and it's like uh, again, you hope you get results on the road. I don't know. I don't know how how good Dallas is this year. I don't know how good anyone is this year right now. I think we all just need to relax and trust this process. And I, dude, we were the first ones last year to say, "All right, well, it's almost June. We're we're pretty fucked. Like yeah. our holes getting deeper. You know what I mean? So let's let's hold the phone and let's let's hold the judgment for now." Yeah, Dallas. Uh, they drew with Vancouver one one last week. Although. Uh, the goal that Vancouver got was an own goal off of Dallas, so take that for a grain of salt. Um, they did beat the Galaxy three to one the game before that. That could um, be a fluke. Yeah, and uh, then they lost to Minnesota in uh, the season opener zero to one at home. So Dallas, not great, not the worst, probably a a, a low mid level table team. Uh, Definitely points for the taking. So they've always frustrated us in the past. They've always been, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty high attacking, high caliber, 
mm-hmm. exciting soccer yeah uh, with little to no fans but it's uh <laughs> you know it's it's uh, these are these are you know every game's important right it's not saying like these are not important games right now every game matters and uh i'm sure the players are frustrated dude i we're not fr- we're not the only ones the players have got to be mad even though peter's like you all need to shake it off you played great cuz they're not here for moral victories they're here for goals and god damn it if i didn't want roger to get a goal after saying that he was going to score a goal and damn it he tried he did. He called his shot. Man, let me tell you, I was sitting up there in the press box. I was getting ready to cut that sound and tweet it out from the pod so fast of Roger calling his shot because uh, he had a header that just about made it in there. He also had a weird, fluky, looping kick that went about 35 yards up. in the- And uh, from my vantage point, for a split second, looked like the keeper might have crossed the line with the ball. And I was like, I swear to God, if that was the way we scored our first goal was this looping ball up in there that the keeper catches and then just backs up over the line in an absent-minded error, uh, it would have been hilarious. Amazing. But uh, it's not what happened. As you said, Peter said he was incredibly excited about the game. Uh, He said he thought it was 30 shots, 66 entries into the final third, and 48 actions inside the box. So like we said, we're getting there. Johnny Russell's probably not going to play in this Dallas game. He's still a little bit away. Maybe Toledo is. Can we get a little behind-the-scenes reenactment of what Daniel Sperry's face was when people said that? I was sitting directly behind Daniel Sperry, Ah. so I didn't actually see his face. For those who haven't heard the press conference, Sperry asked a good question about Rodoya and and Voltaire and, and, and why they didn't switch. Peter had just kind of mentioned it as part of an answer to a separate question earlier. Uh, so once once Barry asked again, poor Sperry, I felt my test or my chest tighten the second the question started because I was just like, oh no, it could have been worse. Peter could have gone in a little bit more. So he did say, "Glad I could be redundant," and I went, <gasps> "Poor Sperry. oh no!" Hey, he uh, owned it after he was like, "I deserved it." So good on him for 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 being a good sport. Um, but. I'm excited to see this team now get back on the road, have a little bit more of an opportunity to play against uh, a traditionally difficult team for Sporting Kansas City. Um, You got sort of the jitters of the home opener out of the way. So there's that. Now just go on the road, see if you can get a result. If we don't win, people, don't panic. It's a road game in MLS. I mean, if we come away with a draw, you think that's okay, right? Draw's fine, sure. Uh, the, none of this is must-win situations right now. You know what I mean. So let's just let's just relax. Um, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But damn it, if I don't think we do get a win here, I mean, uh, Ooh, are you calling it? Yeah, I mean, why not? There's there's okay. got to be a goal here somewhere, man. You can tell the frustrations there. You're not going to fire thirty shots, eleven on goal, and and not be a little mad about that. So mm-hmm. you think they're not going to come out and do the same freaking thing? Well, and what's interesting this year because of the Apple deal is opposing coaches are coming out and doing a press conference now too. So it's not just Peter we heard from. We heard from Greg Vanny, the LA Galaxy coach. Nobody in Kansas City asked questions. A lot of the LA Galaxy reporters asked questions on Zoom. But Vanny was very, very clear. He was like, our midfield got severely outplayed by Sporting Kansas City. Hell yeah. Very good team. They were a better team. We're probably lucky we got out of here with a point. So... He knows, man. That's the thing. We only hear, we only really seek out players and Peter and what they're saying. But take a minute to listen to what the other coaches say sometimes because that's real. That's real shit. Mm -hmm. Saying we're lucky to even have a point. Like he knows. 
Yeah. Like he's probably like uh, our keeper's lucky that they fired six of their 11 shots right at him. <laughs> you know, he yeah. didn't have to work too terribly hard. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. There's just, I, I don't want to sound like I'm just being sort of, um, you know, defensive for the club or whatnot, but I just think what are you, there, payroll? there are things that you can be excited about. Willie Agata listened to Peter Vermees. He got more involved in this game. He dropped back, had a, a significant better hold-up play, was more involved in the game plan. It's interesting. I was asking him questions. Uh, I think, was it Daniel Sperry who was w- with me when we were asking questions? I think it might have been. Um, I asked Agata a couple questions. He stared at Sperry the entire time that he was answering the questions. Wouldn't look at me. So, there's, I don't know. So he doesn't like you. Well, he dapped me up again, and he was like, "What's up, bro?" And we 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 hugged and whatnot. And so, but maybe you have weird, like, secret eyes that he's like, "I can't look at this man because he's making weird eyes at me." Maybe there's something you know. Gingers don't have souls, so maybe he's just like, "I can't look at you." Oh no! (laughs) Oh no! He's prejudiced. (laughs) No, that's not. Oh no! Quoting South Park there, but uh, it's uh, hey, I'm I'm excited. He was like, when when a coach like Peter Vermees tells you what to do, you should listen, and it's it improved my play in this game. He had that chance off his left foot. Left foot's just not his his stronger foot, so that's why it sailed over the goal. But it's coming. Uh, It's coming, dude. Daniel. Uh, shallowly said, I think it's just a matter of the first goal and then it's going to all click after that. So, yeah. You're calling your shot with a victory in Dallas. All the victory, dude. We gotta, we gotta get this puppy to the bridge. Okay, we'll do it. Well, there's no, uh, there's no Barrios in Dallas anymore to annoy us. So, no, no, bar- no Michael Barrios and we'll, uh, yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Uh, we're gonna kick it to another break here real quick. Uh, but then we'll get back. We'll we'll talk about what else happened around the league and MLS and this controversy with the U.S. Soccer Federation will not go away. So we'll talk about that after. Come on back. You are listening to KC Sports Network, your home for the best coverage on your favorite local teams. Whether you're a Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, KC Current, K-State, KU, or Mizzou fan, we've got you covered. Find KCSN on your favorite podcast platform. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. All right, my friend. Magnificent. There was uh, a series of other games that happened around the league this past week. I don't know how much of it uh, you got to watch, really, because I know you're a very, very busy man. Uh, But there were some interesting results. Atlanta kicked the crap out of Charlotte, really, just in the first half. It was 3-0 at halftime. They ended up winning. I saw it as 0-0. Uh, Nashville beat Montreal two to one. Austin beat Salt Lake two to one. St. Louis beat Portland two to one. And maybe that's the most interesting one, as you mentioned, because St. Louis is now three wins in their first three games, nine points. I think a lot of people maybe thought that they weren't going to be a playoff team, but if, if you get nine points through your first three games, and with how many teams in MLS make the playoffs, it's probably pretty likely at this point that St. Louis is going to make the playoffs unless they just totally derail. So uh, as somebody who they're probably going to become a chief rival for, for sporting Kansas city, how are you feeling seeing St. Louis perform as well or get as lucky as they have been so far through the first three games? Do you know how am I feeling? They just won their first three games, one against the team we lost to, and we have to play them three times this year. Yeah. 
We go like, nah, not feeling good. It sucks. You want to freaking hate on these people, a little brother, give them a noogie, shove them in the couch, you know, lock them in the hide-a-bed, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's the thing, by the way. I did that one time. My brother didn't like it. Um, you locked him in the hide-a-bed? Yeah, bro. He told me to. He's like, that fold me up into the hide Very dangerous. He told me f- to fold him up into the hide-a-bed, so I put him in the couch. He was in the couch. We're talking like, you know, Doug Funny type shit. And he, uh, then I sat on the couch and he was like, let me out. And I was like, nah, man, you part of the couch now. And he was like, let me out. And mom's like, where's your brother? I was like, I have no idea. And I'm like, couch is talking though. Oh, my, the couch is, I don't know, check the couch. It was bad because he, uh, I think he couldn't breathe in there. So about died, you know, that all great. Don't lock he people out of beds or refrigerators. Told me to kill him. What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, I don't know if that defense would hold up in court. It wouldn't, but I was a child. So probably no court. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I didn't fight with St. Louis's fan base this week, but I did annoy them apparently because oh. when, when MLS communications tweeted out that St. Louis City joins the Seattle Sounders as the only expansion club in MLS history to win each of their first three games, I all I simply said was the way they're winning is not sustainable. Oh boy! I didn't say they're bad. I didn't say they're going to start falling off. With it. I just said the way that they're winning is not sustainable. They're going to have to figure out another way to win. Uh, that didn't sit well with St. Louis fans and I didn't argue there were other people that were really kind of arguing all I said was hey they're significantly outscoring their expected goals they're going to come back regress to the mean at some point that's just a little fluky uh, it ended up with uh, some St. Louis fan arguing with a sporting Kansas City fan in my mentions uh, and the St. Louis fan said that uh, St. Louis already has the best fan base in MLS oh boy here we go here Get we ready. go it's it's you know we thought Austin was was annoying last year. They still are. How but how'd they win? How'd they win this last game? How'd it go? The St. Louis game. Deflections got really lucky in the box really? where they just kind of yeah it same shit basically like it was they weren't directly past the ball but just really poor defensive effort. That so they're not putting good. together routine goals or anything. No, not at all. Not at all. Huh. So it's just, uh, I, I don't have the data in front of me right at this moment, but um, if if you go look up uh, American Soccer Analysis, their data, you can see how many more goals they've scored, <clears throat> excuse me, than their expected goals. For example, when they beat Charlotte 3-1 to last week, they only had 1.59 expected goals. They doubled their expected goals output. That's not sustainable over a 34-game season. Well, sometimes soccer needs a little luck too, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes it does. And it is. And I think that's what Roger has said about sporting Kansas City. I would rather play well and have these early results the way they are than play poor and win because you know you can't keep that up over a long season. And I think these two clubs are sort of in different spots with that. I'm not saying St. Louis is bad. I think they're going to be probably better than people thought. Santa Claus, as I call him, his name is Joao Klaus, but I call him Santa Claus. Uh, he, he looks like a legitimate striker, but mm. let's all just chill out a little bit on St. Louis. So, yeah, so you can't be sharing stuff like that, buddy. People will come for you. Well, if St. Louis fans want to come for me, they know where to find me. It's fine. Oh, I'm online. Oh, geez. I'm online. Um, outside of that game, Seattle lost to Cincinnati 1-0 on the road. That might have impacts later, but, uh, you know. Then LAFC just whooped New England four to zero on Sunday. So good deal. 
LAFC continues to look like they are uh, probably the cream of the crop in MLS right now. I think they're a pretty good deal. Pretty big favorites to repeat. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Um, outside of MLS, really the big thing that's happening. Well, before we move on to that, I do want to just say it was announced. Uh, Marino Shanice is going to join the Cypress national team. I don't know if you saw this. He'll, he'll did. Uh, be with them uh, March 25th against uh, Johnny Russell, Scotland, who I doubt Johnny Russell will be with Scotland considering he's uh, just coming back from an injury. That's probably not going to happen. Uh, and then they will face Armenia in a friendly on March 28th. But of course, what this means is Marino Shanice will probably not, well, he will certainly not be available for the March 25th game against the Seattle Sounders. That's all right. That's okay. So I'm not saying we can afford to lose him. I'm just saying that he's not a uh, he's not currently playing a pivotal role in this team. No, he's not. So that's a week from Saturday. That's probably the earliest Johnny Russell could be back. I don't know that they're going to rush him back necessarily. It might just be the Kyrie show that weekend, which I'm sure people will love. I don't hate that either, man. Kyrie looked freaking great last last week. He looked fine. Yeah, he had he fine. He looked great, man. Winning all his battles and shit. He didn't win open. He's still hesitant in the box. Now, there's one I think people are being a little too harsh on him for because a, a, a defender, a Galaxy defender, got to the ball before he really could have had a, a, a true shot on goal because I was about to roast him too, but I don't think he really could have gotten there. But Kyrie's not as bad as, as people are making him out to be, that's for sure. So we know that we won't have Johnny's that day and then we do now know the group stage schedule for the league's cup we will host fc cincinnati um on sunday july 23rd oh no excuse me we'll play fc cincinnati sunday july 23rd at tql stadium we will host uh, chivas guadalajara at children's mercy park on monday july 31st so alan polito's old club making their way to kansas city but oh yeah we'll see how we feel about league's cup when we get to league's cup right now don't know if i care I care a little bit. It's kind of neat here a little bit. We'll see. Depends how the season's going. Free free games. <laughs> um, but the big news was this U.S. soccer report about the incident that happened uh, with with the Reina family and Greg Berhalter. Uh, for those of you who who aren't aware, you can go look up everything that happened. Oh, yeah, but essentially. Claudia Reyna uh, doesn't like women, so there's that. Well, we're going to talk about that here in a second because he's getting called out, rightfully so. But as of this recording, he's still employed by Austin FC, so that's wonderful. Uh, but uh, the Reynas, Gio Reyna, one of the most promising players for the U.S. men's national team, he plays uh, for Borussia Dortmund and the Bundesliga, his parents, um, who Claudio Reyna, his dad, was a prominent U.S. men's soccer player in his day. Uh Claudio and uh, Gio's mom, Danielle, apparently made veiled threats about exposing a domestic violence incident uh, from 30 years ago involving Greg Berhalter and his then-girlfriend, now-wife. You can go read up about it. I'm sure many of you know about it. Well, the U.S. Soccer Federation um, hired an outside firm to do an independent report. The independent report came out. You can read U.S. Soccer's full statement on their Twitter, but basically what they said is, hey, we interviewed... The situation uh, with Greg Berhalter and the domestic violence incident, that's really a settled matter. There's nothing we can get involved with about that now. If it happened now, it'd be a different story, but it happened 30 years ago. It's a settled matter. Greg is still a candidate for future jobs with U.S. men's national team. 
But yes. they said that the Reynas acted uh, disrespectfully, that they weren't cooperative with the investigation, and that they will be reviewing the parental code of conduct uh, based on how this went. So it's not great. And there's I was reading the quotes here. I was reading that the wife, Danielle, you said her name is? Yes. That she said that Greg Berhalter beat the shit out of his wife in an alley. Like, quote, beat the shit out of her. And I was like, what the fuck? And they, there's no evidence of that at all. I thought it was like he kicked her in a bar or something. He kicked her in the shins or something like yeah, that. Yeah, kicked her in the shins. You know, like He tried to apologize and he made a mixtape. That was in the report. He made her a mixtape. But I don't, I wouldn't call that beating the shit out of someone. No. no. Well, we also know. So, Danielle Reyna, this was a quote from before this report came out. She said, I want to be very clear. I did not ask for Greg to be fired. I did not make any threats. And I don't know about any blackmail attempts. Well, here is something that the report exposed um, in a message to an unnamed U.S. soccer employee from the very same Danielle Reyna. She said, quote, once this tournament is over, I can make one phone call and give one interview and his cool sneakers and bounce passes will be gone. That sure sounds like a threat and like she wants Greg Bearhalter to be fired and potentially like blackmail. Holy cow, man. You guys, you know the term, she, she's giving soccer moms a terrible name. That's the thing. Soccer parents don't have a great reputation. These are like the ultimate soccer parents in terms of just being way too involved in their kid's life. Most soccer moms have a Dodge Caravan. She probably, like, drives a Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. It's it's bad. I mean, the, if you go uh, on Twitter, you can find a lot of different people who are sort of detailing the report. Um, a couple of the, the takeaways, uh, both Claudio and Danielle Reyna, um, were unwilling to participate in the investigation. Oh, excuse me. Claudio Reyna was unwilling to participate in the investigation. Oh. Danielle had two brief phone calls. Wonder why. Uh, they both made threats to U.S. soccer employees about releasing the damaging information. Uh, Claudio said to the then uh, general manager of the U.S. men's national team, Brian McBride, you guys don't even know what we know about Greg. Uh, oh, boy. And so... He, he, <laughs> he wipes back to front. <laughs> an, un an unnamed U.S. soccer employee characterized Mr. Reyna's uh, historical outreach as, quote, inappropriate, bullying, and mean-spirited. See, hold on. What do you know about Greg? Now now I'm just interested. Spill it then, fucking cowards. Well, this is what they were going to say. They were going to say, he kicked his wife 30 years ago. Okay, well, um, big deal, I guess. They She, she must have forgiven him, and they moved past it, because guess what? She married him. Yeah, here's the exact quote that you said, just to be fair. Danielle did not witness the incident, but described it to Ernie Stewart on December 11th as, quote, Greg beat the living shit out of her in a back alleyway. Didn't uh, witness it. See, this is that, he said, you know, that's that telephone game. You start telling stories and stuff, and people start thinking different things. You didn't see shit. Right, and at that time, Ernie Stewart did the correct thing and immediately reported it to the U.S. soccer legal team. So, What about Claudio Reyna not liking women referees? What is that? Here's the kicker. In an email. Not the kicker. He, well, that's Greg. No pun intended. I He's the mean, kicker. Didn't mean to do that. Um, in an email in 2018, Claudio complained about a female referee in a match that Gio played in. He said, "Quote: In all honesty, can we get a re can we get real and have male refs for a game like this? It's oh, embarrassing, boy. guys. What are we trying to prove? A game like this deserves better attention." 
Oh boy. Oh, can we can we get the vaginas out of the freaking field? What the hell is this? What it's, what's the problem? It's bad. It's bad. It's it's misogynistic. It's sexist. 100%. Um we've now had um the uh PSRA, the Professional Soccer Referees Association come out and make a statement. Um their tweet says, Mr. Reina's sexist and misogynistic comments about female referees are deplorable. The PSRA considers his actions disqualifying for employment in MLS and beyond. MLS cannot provide a haven for Mr. Reina's opinions while also celebrating the quality and diversity of its own officials, which is 100% correct. Man, you just wait till there's like an all-women officiating crew for an Austin FC game and calls just don't go the right way. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm expecting. I'm not necessarily looking for moral guidance from uh, Anthony Precourt, who stole the team in the dead of night from the city of Columbus and took them to Austin. But the fact that he has not yet fired Fadio Reyna from his position with Austin FC is, is pretty shocking, at least at the time of this recording. Well, he's trying to see if uh, the buzz dies down. And I don't think anyone should let it die down because you're saying, you're flat out saying that a woman cannot do this job as good as a man. Mm-hmm. You're it's, flat out saying that. It's bad. And I disagree, dude. Like wholeheartedly. Right. Um, it's I really bad. I don't bad. see the difference, I guess. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I'm just mad at this dude. What, what a freaking... These people are terrible parents and terrible people. Well, and the they're not getting it because then they had their agent release a statement um, that basically just doubled down on everything and said this is only part of the story. It's one-sided. You had an opportunity to tell your side. You refused to participate. So, uh, it, it, that, yeah, you 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 said I didn't want to participate in the investigation. Oh, but it's all one-sided. Well, no fucking shit. Yeah, because you best- declined. But what about this misogyny thing? Is, is any has he said anything more about that? No, they haven't. They haven't said anything about that. Um, I don't yeah. like that. That's more that's more damaging in my mind than this Greg Berhalter thing. Yeah, the the investigators said, quote, we were impressed with Mr. Baralter's candor and demeanor during the investigation. We were less than impressed with the Reina's cooperation during the investigation. Oh, you think? So, um, this is, it's just embarrassing, man. And I don't know what it means going forward. Greg Baralter's probably not going to be the coach of the U.S. men's national team. U.S. soccer was very, um, I think, intentional in their statement how they said Greg Bearhalter has not been disqualified for any position and is still a candidate to be the coach of the U.S. men's soccer team going forward, but first we're going to fill our sporting director position. I don't think he probably will come back. I think it would be a mistake to bring him back. I think he shouldn't have come back for soccer reasons, but I think it's going to be hard to bring him back just for this won't go away, really. And that sucks because no matter what happens to Claudio Reyna and Danielle Reyna, Ultimately, they're probably going to get what they want, and Greg Berhalter is not going to be the coach of the U.S. men's national team, even if they get what they want for different reasons. They'll get what they want. The rich get richer. The bad people get become worse people. Like, nothing changes here. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not defending Greg Berhalter. Like, sounds like he did some fucked up shit. Sure. And, but, like, well, it's all just trash, dude. And we got the World Cup coming to America. That's the sad part, is this should be an exciting time. The, the, you know, FIFA's just talking about um, what the schedule's going to look like for the next few years. Yeah. Um, it, this should be the most exciting time in, in U.S. soccer history. Um, As a fan, I don't get to get excited. I got to read all this stuff. Right. And and I said this is something to this effect on, on Twitter. I don't remember exactly what I said. But, like, 
you don't have to pick an extreme side here. You can say, I don't think Greg Berhalter should be the coach of the U.S. men's national team anymore without defending the Reinas. You don't have to say, oh, the Reinas were right. Greg shouldn't be coached because what they did is disgusting and deplorable. But that doesn't mean I also have to sit here and be like, Greg should be rehired. Uh, yeah, I'm not forced to choose a side here. I'm actually yeah. saying everyone right. is shit. Right. Like, <laughs> But it seems like the discourse online is just like, everybody's trying to pick a side. So like, let's all take a deep breath. We um, can hate all of them, everybody. We can hate all of them that make too much money for the work they do. I'm just saying. There is a, a U.S. soccer window coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, so it'll be interesting to see sort of how this affects the players and the teams on the, on the field. I don't necessarily fully expect us to... Uh, have a, a, you know, full strength team for for that camp. But so far, we don't have any indication that Gio Reyna knew about any of this or was involved in any of this. People have their suspicions that he was or, or, or wasn't or whatnot. But um, I'm interested to see how this impacts his ability to play with the national team going forward. Because you don't really want to punish a kid for the sins of their parents. Uh, but the parents can't be involved. Definitely not. I... I... Man, oh man, these parents do not want to be in the news. The fact that this stuff keeps coming out, they're probably just like, oh my gosh, what, what are we going to do? And it's like, I don't know, count your money. Like, I'm sure you'll be fine. They'll write a book or something. You'll write They'll... a book and do more interviews that don't matter. Like, get out of here. He'll go on some terrible news channel and talk about how they were canceled or something. But Yeah, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? <laughs> I just, I, what I want to see, I, I, I want to be excited about the U.S. men's national team. I want to see a good, good luck. sporting director hired. We know it's not going to be Peter Vermees because he turned it down. Uh, I want to see a good coach hired. Um, and I, I want these next few years to be optimistic and hopeful leading into the 2026 World Cup. I'm, I'm not there yet. I, I don't know if I'm going to get there this year. We got to see how U.S. soccer sort of handles all this. But um, I would like to be hopeful about the next few years and beyond as we get World Cup games here in Kansas City in 2026. So we'll see. But it's, uh, as things stand right now, it is is not the best week uh, for uh, the U.S. Soccer Federation. Exactly. So it's next Friday. We play Granada uh, in Granada as part of the CONCACAF Nations League. So it's an actual tournament. No shit. Yeah. And then uh, we... Uh, host El Salvador the Monday after that. Cool. So, but that's all the happenings in soccer, man. It's uh, It's been a wild week. I think we're both optimistic about sporting Kansas City. Goals are probably going to come sooner rather than later. The stats would say that's the case. So uh, hopefully we'll be back here next week with a victory pod. Hoping so, man. Hoping so. Uh, you know, you guys be, be like Jimmy and come see something rotten at... Uh, to Big Civic there. Theater. Jimmy's coming, man. You know what? You're also coming when uh, Alex and Brittany are coming. Okay. Uh, you, you remember Alex at all? Yep. Alex Alex Long? Yep. And also uh, Chip and his girlfriend, Megan. Okay. Chip Colmia. So Sunday is about to be lit, my friend. No other pod showing at uh, Topeka Civic Theater. You guys are going to have to get loud. Sometimes those Sunday crowds can be a little boring, a little Christian. Am I supposed to be loud at a, a, a musical? Oh, hoop and holler, dude. You're going to see me tap dancing. Why wouldn't you hoop and holler? Okay. Do I need to get an air horn and a big old, like, fathead sign of you to hold up in the crowd? The sign? That is fucking sick. 
but uh, <laughs> the horn probably not. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Well, I'll be I'll be there. I'll be hooping. I'll be hollering. Yeah, dude, it's good times. <clears throat> It'll be fun. Yeah, go check it out if you haven't you know, got your tickets yet. Support our guy Daniel Kuzer. Three weekends yeah. left. It's getting wild, man. I got sinus shit for days. Wrapping here. You ever get that <laughs> sinus oh, pressure? Oh yeah. What do you do, man? You do that saline wash, the, the squirt up the nose. I've done that, or I'll just go to the store and get some like allergy nasal spray, sinus mm-hmm. congestion spray. I think Vix has a good sinus spray that I've used before. Uh, so I'm about to go, about to go do like a neti pot situation. There you go. It's gonna be weird. Have fun. Feels like you're drowning. Does it? Oh. <laughs> right. Uh, but thank you all so much for listening and uh, for for sticking with us through these first few games. Uh, better times are on the horizon for Sporting Kansas City. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMac03. Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Check us out on YouTube, the KCSN Soccer Channel. You can see us on video. Uh, check out all of our interviews there. Uh, and leave us that five-star rating and review. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Oh, my God. Don't cancel the Rainers. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.